preface it a little bit. Um, the way I kind of do these is I keep them very natural. So it's like a conversation that we're having. And, you know, the, the goal is just to provide value to other people. Okay. So whatever natural conversation we have, obviously I'm genuinely curious to hear your story and how you got yeah. started and everything like that. But, you know, it's like, it's not really forced or scripted or anything like that. That's, that's the way I, I hate when people are like, these are the questions we're going to go over. I'm like, that's not going to be natural. Like, you know, like, <laughs> we're just, I, just, I just shoot from the hip. So I, I love it, man. A good way to start this would be um, if you just don't mind introducing yourself to the people that may not know who you are and what you do. Yes. Yeah. So I'm Billy Anderson. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I've done pretty much just, <laughs> just about every industry over the course of my time. Um, and I currently run a company called GoFresh. Um, we are a healthy prepared meal company that offers uh, meals through delivery service or through our retail stores. Um, and so for, I've been doing that for the past six years and that's really become a big focus of mine. You know, not coming from the food industry. I entered the food industry because I was very, um, very focused on health and fitness. At the time I was a competitive bodybuilder and I was kind of in between entrepreneurial ventures and I was like you know like kind of in this like space of like trying to figure out what the next chapter was for me right um and you know it's funny thing with with food and and, and passion or I'm sorry fitness and passion is often like you get this crazy feeling and you like lose weight or you you know you get jacked and you're like I want everybody to be like me um and it, and it, it comes highly um uh highly opposed by most people because they're like shut the hell up you bodybuilder like get out of here that's not for me i don't want to be like you and so it's this interesting thing because you 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 get entered into this thing that you become so passionate about and then you like take it to the market and like everybody's like nah dude i'm not into dieting i'm not into this and it, it allowed me to really like face a, um just objection early on and um and so we really started as a very niche like health and fitness brand and have accelerated into being able to um, provide uh, value for all types of people. Our, really, our goal is to get somebody to go from A to B. It's not A to Z. I don't need you to have a six pack. I need you to start feeling different. And really health is about feeling different. It's not about the scale and people get too attached to that. And when you get attached to that, you're, you're, you're focused on the wrong things. You could actually be healthy and not lose weight. You know what I mean? Right. And your body could perform better because you're, you're feeding it the right things. Um, and often we're malnutrition. And so I, I got to like really chase figuring out how, what, what I was passionate about fit to the market. And that's really been, you know, my whole thing. And now I've fallen in love with food and, um, we're opening another acai concept next week, or, uh, sorry, uh, two weeks from now. So I'm full, fully engulfed in that, into food. We've got a, a fried chicken sandwich concept that's opening later this year. Like I'm a hundred percent into that. I went from like full on health to now full on food. So, um, it's, it's, it's been a journey and that's, uh, that's kind of my backstory. That's amazing. And the transition, um, you know, you continuing to make progression or make the progression and transitions to showcases that you really are interested in this entrepreneurial sort of stuff, you know, I don't want to use 100%. other technology, but it's yeah, kind no, of, I, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I was, I was going to say in this current climate, we see a lot of, um, we see a lot, we see a lot of people testing it out. We don't really see people sticking through it or really kind of finding different routes to enter. Like you entered it through the passion that you had for fitness. But a lot of people kind of go into it with this preconceived sort of assumption that I will only do things that seem cool, even if I'm not interested in it. So, yep, hundred percent. You know, and I think, I think a lot of times too, kind of like I was saying, like when you when you get into health and fitness, like you, like a lot of people that open their first gym or that open a gym are t traditionally somebody that like either lost a lot of weight or like got really jacked, and so it's like their passion, yeah. and they try to go take it to the to the world. 
And a lot of times people are like, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. I don't like it like that. And so then they, they face some objection, they close down. But like one thing I really have learned through, through my course of being an entrepreneur is that it's all about innovating. Like your original idea and then the idea that, you know, makes you a million dollars are not going to be the same idea. You don't just like throw out an idea and be like, woo, like mm -hmm. I actually won. Like more often than not, there's so many iterations of that, of that idea before it comes to like the true fruition of like what it's supposed to be. Like who, if you ate our food from GoFresh like week one when we first started to now, you would never have come back after week one. You know, like I feel so right. bad for our first handful of customers because they got like really plain, boring food because I was like, that's how I eat as a bodybuilder. And like, nobody wanted to eat that way. You know, people want to yeah. eat enjoyable food. And so we had to like tweak and figure out how do we still make people healthy while mm -hmm. also giving them something that they enjoy because most people fall off their diets because it's boring, you know? And so we wanted right. to make sure that we kept people on board. And like, we, that was really what we were trying to dissect. So we, we knew the problem. And often like the problem that somebody's trying to solve is that they don't have enough money. That's like their own, per you know, they're like, oh, I want to go make more money. And I think that's why a lot of people fail is because that's their motivation rather than knowing the problem that they solve by having this business. And it can be money. It can be, hey, I need to make extra money and it's going to solve, you know, me having health insurance for my children and my, my wife and these types of things. Yeah, that's a problem right. that's solving. But mm -hmm. when you're just chasing dollars, like the first objection that hits you often will just knock you off. And uh, so, yeah, so I think it's, you know, it's really important to know like the, the problem you're trying to solve. And maybe the first way you went about it wasn't the right way. And we've gone at it pretty much every which way is wrong. So eventually we're going to hit the right way, you know, <laughs> and yeah, we've been able to, get, you know, kind of, you know, keep tweaking that path, you know, where they say the rocket is off, off course to the moon 99% of the time or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think it's the same thing with us as entrepreneurs. And I'm sure doing this podcast, you've gone like every which way. Yeah. You have a bad podcast, you have a good one. And you like, you, you, you refine your own being. And I think that's what we have to do as entrepreneurs constantly just course correct. I definitely agree. And I think an important point to note is that you shouldn't get married to one way of operating and one way of doing things. And that's kind of what I've noticed with a lot of young entrepreneurs that, you know, happen to be around. I notice that a lot of us get stuck in doing things one way because we're so the ego part kind of comes in and plays a role in it as well, because we're like, you know, I want to do it the way that I set out to do it. And if it mm -hmm. doesn't work, then I'm personally failing. I'm a failure. They don't view it objectively. They kind of, yeah. you know, make make themselves the center of the equation when in reality, it's it's kind of more binary. It's like you do something, it doesn't work. You reevaluate and then you do something else. But in this case, you know, young entrepreneurs are married to their philosophies and they don't really have enough like life experience. I mean, I'm, I'm 23. I understand, you know, the amount of information and experience that I have yet to uh, come across, but a lot of people don't and they assume that the way that I think it should work is the only way I have to make it work. Exactly. Or, or when they, they saw somebody else do it that way and they're like, oh, I'm going to that. And it's like, mm -hmm. just because it worked for somebody doesn't mean it worked for you. You know, everybody's a little bit different. Everybody's vision is a little bit tweaked. Uh, and, and it's super important to, to I mean, it, that's, that's a, a great uh, point that you made about like kind of understanding what you don't know, knowing what you don't know, you know, is, 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 is a right. very big deal. And I think a lot of people tend to think that they know it all and they're like, no, no, I know this is going to work. And you're like, 
Well, the numbers, those don't lie and those aren't there yet, you know? And so that's always the challenging part is eliminating your ego from your decision making. And I, I, I often tell people you have to be non-emotional about making decisions. And a lot of the times our emotions kick in when we don't want to admit that we don't know or that the product, we're exactly. like, no, 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 no. I'm emotionally attached to how I'm doing it. And then, yeah. you know, when you get emotionally attached to something, your results are dictated upon emotions and emotions are typically short term. Not the most rational way of operating. Yeah. But, um, another thing I've kind of noticed is the lack of, I think it's, you know, it ties back into the emotional standpoint in a way. I think a lot of people that choose the entrepreneurial route um, tend to use it as a metric to determine their value. So if they're pursuing something, they get a sense of um, self-worth, right? So if you have a company, you get a sense of self-worth. Um, especially young entrepreneurs that, you know, maybe didn't go to college or didn't pursue uh, the normal route in air quotes. They get a sense of self-worth from pursuing their entrepreneurial ventures. And then that in turn, sometimes, you know, that ties into the emotional sense as well. And that kind of um, becomes an obstacle. And I've kind of encountered this, you know, I was working with one of my friends. I was trying to help him with his brand. And one of the things that we talked about was, you know, he was talking about investing and getting investors and we can discuss that as well if you if you feel comfortable about yeah. that the process of sort of uh, selling or marketing your business but in his case he didn't really want to go off of numbers he didn't want to go off of pure sales he wanted to go off of the potential yeah. and i tried to explain to him that you know in the in the in the financial sense potential is kind of factored in with your numbers so your numbers are the primary thing that is looked at. You know what I mean? And unless you have something proprietary or something like that, but there's a misconception. There's a disconnect. A lot of yeah. people are going off of the social media information and not actual information. Well, and, and so much of social media, there, there's there's an emphasis on like growth hacks, and you know, you, you mm -hmm. see these people that are like, in in you know, in six months, I made a million dollars, and you're like, that's great. That's great that it happened for them, but there has to be some there has to be some data behind it. Um, and, and unfortunately, we do see you know, these crazy evaluations for different companies, whatever it is like, whether it be like uh, that company, uh, was it uh, Nikola, um, the company that's supposed to have like the Tesla truck uh, or, you know, a competitive truck. And they don't even have a real company, but they're, you know, they somehow are worth $20 billion, but it's like, yeah. you know, hot. and so you see these different types of things and, and it can be distracting, but more often than not, that's like the unicorn. You know what I mean? It's such a rare opportunity. More often than not, you and I don't have that idea. <laughs> You know, and so we have to work from factual numbers. And I think a lot of times we, people work from a uh, false sense of reality, um, even when they're operating, whether they are pulling investment or they're just, um, they're, they're operating from their, their own decision-making. Uh, I know early on for me, I, I will bet a hundred percent on myself every single time. Like I always believe in myself almost too much, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning I'd be like, yeah, let's go lease this building. and and. People that work for me are like, well, what are we gonna do with that? I'm like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. Like, well, we're gonna get that building. I want that building. And I would jump into it and then I'm like treading water, just trying to stay like to stay alive. And I'm like, what was I doing? And I was like, there was no data behind it. And now, you know, we're looking at expanding our facility. And I'm like, okay, you know, how are we gonna justify this additional, you know, cost? How are we gonna, you know, generate more revenue? Like, what are the actual, like, what if that doesn't work? You know, what are we gonna do here? And it, everything comes from some sort of data place. You know, right, yeah, obviously right. there are some forecasted, you know, projections. But those course. even come from 
some sort of data, you know? And when you start shooting, like shooting from the hip when it comes to expansion or even investment, you're gonna burn your, you're gonna, you're gonna get screwed more often than not, or you're gonna go and put yourself in a bad position with investors and uh, they're not gonna believe you anyways. And when you try to come back around to them with your next project or, or anything else, they're gonna look at you, ah, that's the guy that over-evaluates his company. Exactly. Um, you know, and a lot of people, they, they, like, you know, for me being in Northern California, I mean, I'm a stone's throw away from Silicon Valley. And so, you know, while I'm a food business, people will go, oh, you're food tech. Like, yeah, I have a website and we sell food through that, but like, I'm not a food tech company. And there was a lot of these companies that were getting evaluations at like quarter million or quarter billion dollars, huge evaluations, getting tons of venture backed money because they were food tech companies. But they were really just a restaurant with a website, you know, and they but they were over evaluated because it was Silicon Valley. And so for me, I'll be honest, when I first went to pitch my business, to my first investor, I pitched it like I was one of those food tech companies. And they're like, yeah, but you're one, you're not in San Francisco Two, you know, you don't have the ability to, to have that ability, that, that level of scaling. You also don't have the experience. There was a lot of things that quickly humbled me to yeah. go, you are not capable of pulling venture capital like type evaluations. On top of that, there's a certain level of um, uh, responsibility that comes along with taking that type of money and that type of evaluation. Yes. And I think often we wanna be evaluated at that, but we don't understand the, the level of responsibility and work that goes into being able to scale at, at a hundred million dollar valuation. 100%, sometimes it's better to just be, you know, in the current situation that you're in and maximize the output or potential from this and that's yeah, something yeah. that a lot of young entrepreneurs fail um to identify is um you know first of all the right time to expand or increase um or just expand their business that's something that uh, there's a lot of things that tie into ego within sort of my generation where you know and i've been in that situation as well where like you want to impress people around you you want people around you to look at you and think you're successful or you're going to be successful or you're on the right path. And then that can lead down, that can lead a lot of people down this dark path where they continuously have to fuel the illusion instead of actually making progress and actually working. And I'm curious to hear sort of your stance on this where, you know, sometimes where you have to take a position of humility whether it's in a public setting or it's in a you know private circle setting, how do you go about that? How do you go about um, portraying yourself and do you value how other people perceive you? 